Welcome back to another episode of Broken Record Ministries. I'm Ronnie. Schmedium Mike's back. How you doing? Brother Bob's back. What's happening? Silent Ron's back. Hello. And Tisha's favorite, Carl, is back. Hey, hey. <laughs> Our Bible verse tonight is John twenty twenty nine. Jesus replied, Do you believe because you see me? Happy are those who don't see and yet believe. Tonight's topic is... Whatever. Whatever we want to talk about. <laughs> Open platform. Open platform. Anybody want to shoot right out of the gate? Nope. Okay. Well, let's just kind of talk about this verse you got here. All right. Jesus asked him a question. Jesus said to him, Have you believed because you have seen me? And then he goes on to twist it around. Blessed are those who have not seen me but yet believe. Mm -hmm. So my question is, is what do you think? I think that's a... What do you... So Ooh, for... got you, didn't I? Mm -hmm. It is a He's all twister <laughs> or reverse. I'm about to let you bow. So do you think he believed just because he seen Jesus first? Do you think? Well, we're talking it, about Thomas, here. right? Yeah. So in this case, absolutely. You know, I mean, this is the doubting Thomas, yeah, right. and it was let me feel the side, let me right. see your hands. So unfortunately, Thomas was absolutely the I need to see to believe it. Um, I don't think obviously you need to. Because I can see things God has done, but not seen God. Mm. Right. That's what a lot of people say today. Seeing is believing. Right. Right. But and that's what makes it hard, I guess, for them to. That's where the that's where the twist is at in this verse. It says, "Blessed are those who have not seen, and yet have believed." Right. So you know, Thomas seen who he was. Thomas was with him that whole time. So how but yet, not believe? but yet. He had to feel the scars before he actually believed that that was Jesus. Right. You know, now we don't have to feel the scars. Mm-hmm. All we got to do is believe in what he'd done on that cross for us. Yep. So was it harder for Thomas or was, is it harder for us? I want to point out a couple things. If you go on, it also says, therefore many other signs Jesus also performed in the presence of the disciples, plural which are not written in this book, so that they would believe. There you go. So it wasn't just Thomas that needed to see things or experience things. They all did. And to be fair to Thomas, he's also, he gives one of the most blunt affirmations of who Jesus is here when he mm -hmm. says, my Lord and my God. Like, exclaims that, my God. He's one of the few disciples that actually says that out loud at this point before, you know, before they'd experienced the indwelling of the Spirit. And I think that's the big difference is they were they were in a position where they had to see what he was doing to understand who he was. We can experience him inwardly now. So the, like the experiential is a little bit different for us than them. But we're, we're, he still gives us signs. It's not like he expects us to believe out of nothingness. Mm -hmm. Right, he he comes and he brings his presence with us to prove himself mm -hmm. to us. I think everybody at this table would would affirm that there have been things that he's done in their life that only he could have done. 
absolutely. right. It's, it's only explainable by him that he comes in to prove our faith out, right? Mm-hmm. And it's very similar to what he's doing for Thomas here, just in an external way, as opposed to the internal way that he typically approaches us now. Although he does approach us in the external as well. I'm not saying he doesn't do that. But it's primarily that inward relationship. Yes. Yeah. And it's interesting what you were saying when they say disciples, plural, because in any adaptation of anything that you see them having, whether it be the the Bible series, um, you know, live action, whatever, it's in a room full of the disciples. And it's almost like they don't ever say from this aspect. But to me, it's almost like Thomas is the one that's like, okay, I know everybody's thinking it. I'm just going to say Right, yeah. yeah. Right, uh, right. I'm just going to be like, okay, nobody else, like... Yeah. James, James, yeah. <laughs> nobody, really, you know. All right, fine, you know. I'll, I'll do it. I'll, I'll challenge, you know, and, and whatever. And uh, so that's that's something that I think you're right that it took a huge amount of courage. Yeah, I agree. To, and this is you know to be the one. And Thomas is us right now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like in some days, Actually, right? Like the, the whole disciples is just like us because they were resistant. To believe in that he was that he was resurrected. Yeah, it wasn't right. just Thomas. It wasn't just Thomas, really. Yeah. I mean, right. And then and then when he appeared to them personally, that's when they believed. But Thomas was more of a stubborn type guy. He's like, yeah, I got to feel that stuff before I can really believe. Right. And I meant yeah. in this example. Yes. We are like Thomas. Yes. Because when everything's going good and gravy and we're shouting from the hilltops, like it's amazing. And then. Once it all disappears, yeah, then, we, then we start valley. downing. Yeah. yeah, when you're down in that valley, it's <laughs> Lord, why, why have you forsaken me? Right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and and I know it's not biblical, but when you go back to footprints in the sand, you know, and I, I just consider that something that was just highly effective for me throughout my life to be like, yeah, that's when he carried me. You, you, you know right. what I mean? But it's one of those things to where that's not what you're looking at when you're down in the valley. When you come out of it and you're looking back. Right. And you can see it. And you're like, the only reason I got through that is because God was carrying me. Um, as opposed to seeing I have to rely on him through this to get through it. Right. So it's not of my own volition and it's not of anything I'm doing. It's all him. Right. Yeah, I think we approach Thomas and the other disciples a little unfairly sometimes in the mm-hmm. way we the way we view this. Because like you said, they all doubted. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They all doubted. And, you know, we, we point to the disciples and say, why couldn't they trust like the women? Well, the women had a personal encounter with an angel from heaven. Right. 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 <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Right. He approached everybody in the way they needed to be approached in order to draw them to himself and believe. Right. It didn't make anyone lesser or more in their faith or their trust. They just needed different things in different ways to get past their grief of just losing their best friend in the most horrific manner imaginable. Right. right. Just like us, yeah. right? He reaches us right. in our own specific way, how yeah. we need to. Yeah, you know, oh. and Jesus kind of points it out that us, us, now will never have the same enjoyment that the disciples had by being with him while he was alive. Yeah. Nothing will ever compare to his feet. Nothing Mm -hmm. will ever compare to that. You know, so, I mean, so that, and then when the the disciples go out to preach, I mean, it humbles them enough that they know that they're not better than what Jesus was. Right. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. It keeps them humbled. In turn, then they can tell us or tell the people, and give them the same aspect. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I always find interesting in it too, and again, I apologize for going into kind of the secular stuff of people making adaptations of it, but it's it doesn't say anywhere in here that he didn't look like Jesus. Right. Yeah. Nobody recognized him. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it seems to specify in the occasions where he conceals his identity. Is right. That what you mean? But yeah. In that in that particular account, I'd have to look at it again, but I don't I don't recall that it specifying that he concealed his identity there. Right. It was almost like their grief was clouding their vision. Right. You know, so it was it wasn't like. Hard to say. Yeah. I mean, you know, he, he could have been he could have been different in some aspects. I mean, because you know, when when we leave this world, this. This look, gone. hopefully, is gone. <laughs> right, yeah. No, you know, I mean, we, 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 you know, well, yeah, we take right, on the yeah. glorified body, so, I mean, I, I think it's going to change. Mm-hmm. You I know, do. the eyes may be the same, the voice will be the same. But I think I always assumed, same because the body's gone. Right. So that body is then what he took on again. I, You know, it's just that's was yeah. the assumption, you know, but then nobody was ever just like, yeah, that's, why is anybody doubting? Mm-hmm. Right. Looks just like the guy we were hanging out to <laughs> three days ago. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. I yeah. mean, it, so it's just one of those things of what was it? Was it, was it their, their grief? Was it, you know, even their own stubbornness? It may of, have been a it may have been a twist of both. I mean, you know, their, their grief and his body being different, but yet the scars was all the same. Right. right. Yeah. You know, well, so. and like the account with Peter and them on the boat, it was the weather also. Because, like, I, in that one, it talks about the haze on the water and, and a far off distance type yeah. thing. And so then, like, it was like, who are you? Because I think I just heard your voice that I recognize, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah. And then when he spoke again, that's when it clicked with Peter. Yeah, a little, a little bit clearer, a little more clarity in it and stuff like that. Yeah. So, and, and again, I think each account's different to who needed right. to hear it. Right. Mm-hmm. Back when he was walking on the water, that kind of that makes me wonder if he wasn't in his heavenly form walking on the water. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The reaction. They were yeah. terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, so who knows? I right. mean, you know, which I mean, really, it doesn't matter. But no, it doesn't. It still gives you something to think about. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, like how was he actually? You know, because as a human man, can't do it. Right. But as a as a heavenly body, he could do it. Right. So that's what I'm saying. I just wonder if he was. They even was, thought it was a phantom or because he was whatever fully, the Hebrew word right. is for a, a spirit. Yeah. Right. I mean, because he was fully man, fully God. So at that time, he had to be. Taking apart the part of God to be able to walk on that water, right? So I mean, so it, you know, and, and God is in our we're in God's likeness, but God's different too. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So for Him to walk on that water, He was probably in His heavenly form to walk on that water. Mm-hmm. Probably the same form that He was after He was resurrected. Right. That's probably why they didn't recognize Him. Mm-hmm. So, in, in, but in turn. They were terrified because of the storm right. and the waves and everything was going on, so it was all just kind of bashing together. It was a perfect storm. Perfect storm, exactly. So, but I, just something to think about. You know, and that highlights too that he's not 
he's not averse to causing us fear or terror to make a point. No. If he wants to teach us a lesson. I remember listening to a, to a teaching on the account of him being asleep in a boat during another storm. Mm-hmm. And the sure. Hebrew word for fear there, it, 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 great fear, great terror. The Hebrew is, or I'm sorry, the, not the Hebrew, the Greek is mega. You know, which mm-hmm. means the same in English, mega, something extreme. And it says that there was a mega storm, and then he caused a mega calm, and it led to a mega fear. <laughs> yeah. Those three megas in that ver or in that account. Mm-hmm. And when they saw him, you know, manifest his power, which he brought the storm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he brought the storm. Like, we, we kind of missed that in the context. He knew, he knew the storm was going to be there. I, I believe he manifested it so he could manifest his power. And prove something. Just because he was sleeping don't mean nothing. Yeah, right. Right. That was just that was just part of his lesson. Yeah. I just think we have this misconception that when he's walking with us, it's going to be this perfect, content, comfortable, calm all the time. Mm-hmm. It's not necessarily true when you look at yep. the accounts. He's not afraid to cause us fear to make a point. I can yep. tell you right now, the time, the whole time I've been walking with him, I may have had a few pleasant days. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A lot of truth. Sorry, guys. When, that, you, yeah. when you're when you're following Jesus, that walk gets harder. It yeah. does not oh, get yeah. easier. Yeah, yeah. He's sorry. That's refine, just truth. Yeah, no, you're right. He's going to yeah. refine you, and you're going to have an enemy on your back for absolutely. Or, yeah, or an enemy on your back. Well, it will be. You'll have an enemy yeah. on your back. You'll have a target on your back for the enemy. Absolutely. He's going to attack. You know, it's he's going to try yeah. to drag you backwards all yeah. the time. It's yeah. just like that Johnny Cash quote, right? Mm-hmm. Like being a Christian ain't for sissies. Yep. Yep. <laughs> no. Right, like yep. you got to be tough. Yep, you got to want it. You got to go through it. Like yeah. that's and you got to be the reward. Yeah. You got to be prepared for it. You got to be ready for it. You got to know that it's going to happen. Because if you get that false hope of that it is going to be all sunshine and rainbows, you're, you're going to be disappointed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Something Steph's been really focused on the last few. My wife been really focused on the last few weeks. I look at you, Ronnie, like you didn't know my wife. That was for the <laughs> listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie knows my wife. But, uh, you know, with Job, mm-hmm. and we forget the, the, the aspect of that story. We're focused on how Satan attacked him and how he tried to yeah. shipwreck his faith. But we forget that the most high points Job out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When Satan comes and he says that he's been roving through the earth, it's the most high that says, well, then, have you noticed my servant Job? Yeah. He pointed him out. Yeah, he pointed mm-hmm. Knowing what the outcome would be. He has a sovereign plan. And even when the attacks come, we have to trust that our sovereign God has a plan through it. And it may not be comfortable it won't be comfortable no right. there's a purpose in it right it's going to be it's going to be hard it's going to be tough yep and you're going to want to give up but don't mm-hmm. if it's comfortable you're doing it, it wrong yeah, if it's comfortable oh, yeah, yeah. If, if you feel like you got it figured out you're doing it wrong mm-hmm. if it's comfortable you're, you're doing it wrong yeah. jeez bro I just thought I had it off the yeah. back. I know right <laughs> <laughs> Say like, what is it, that old Roddy Piper saying? You know, just just when you think you have all the answers, they yeah. change the questions. Change the questions. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's... you got something else? I mean, Bob let us off with an amazing question, Carl. Do you That's, have that wiped me out too? Because I was right before he mentioned the verse, like I couldn't stop staring at the verse for some reason. It felt like we were supposed to unpack that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I kind of forgot what else I was going to say. Oh, I remember. There was something I was going to mention. I think we need to. Something he's been really driving home with me is the importance of balance, right? You know, we listened to that sermon about adoption, and I was so powerful that, you know, Ezekiel chapter 16 is what I'm referencing and how he, he adopts us, and, and he loves us just for our existing, right? You know, why do you love your kids? Everybody here has kids. Why do you love them? Because 
they are, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Not because of anything they've done for you. Nope. But we also have expectations. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that's where we lose the balance sometimes. You know, we know that he loves us because we exist and he chooses to make us his own. But we forget that he also has expectations of mm-hmm. us. Mm-hmm. We tend to forget that balance. Right? It's like, you know, most of us watch sports. You get drafted to a professional football team. You can wear the jersey. You can wear the gear. You can go out on the field. But if you refuse to practice and you refuse to learn the the you know the, the, playbook. the playbook, yeah, yeah, what's going to happen? You're going to fail. Mm-hmm. And there's a good chance you're going to get benched for a while until you take the game seriously. You know, and even if the star player that everybody loves comes to you and says, you know, this playbook's okay. I know what the coach says, but I have a better way. Let's ignore what the coach says. You should probably listen to the coach, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't matter how much you you respect the player that's coming to you saying, let's ignore what the coach is telling us to do. You should probably listen to the coach. We need Absolutely. to be testing our faith against right. the word of God and striking at that balance, knowing that he doesn't forsake us, knowing that he loves us, knowing that he adopts us, knowing he won't disinherit us, but also knowing that as his children, we have an obligation to take this faith Seriously, right? And too often we don't. We just use his adoption as an excuse to disregard his expectations and diso- and disrespect him. Yeah, mm-hmm. really is what it is. It's it's really disrespect. Yeah, that's all I had. Yours was better. Well, because you no, got yours was good. Yeah, you got to <laughs> remember who wrote the playbook. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Because you know you're talking about all that, but he's also, if we do everything that you said and disobey. That's where the discipline comes in. And, you know, you got to remember, he's a loving God. He's a forgiving God. He's also a just God. Mm -hmm. He's going to discipline us if we continue to disobey him. And And if he truly, if we truly love him, we should strive to not disobey him. We should strive to do what he wants us to do. Mm-hmm. And the first thing is, is is we need to strive to have that personal relationship with him. Then we need to strive to to hear what he's got to say and not just sit there and jabber all the time. Mm-hmm. We got to listen to him. We got to listen to see what he's got to say about everything. Yeah. Yeah, so, I think we should do a lot more listening than we do. We do a lot of talking at God, and we do very we do. little listening sometimes. And mm-hmm. I'm talking to myself. I'm bad about that. I I don't take time enough to just listen mm-hmm. to what he has for me. Mm-hmm. That's the thing, you know, when, when we're in our prayer, we need to pray what we need to pray about, but we also need to lay just sit there quiet and listen to see what he's got to say back. Right. I mean, it's a two-way street. Yeah. You know, it's just not us talking to him because mm-hmm. he really wants to talk to us back. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Man, I've, I've seen it. Like, when you ask for confirmations and ask for him to really speak and, and you, you just go through your day, not just while you're during that block of time you're praying. Spend every second looking for ways he's talking yes. to you I promise you he wants to yes. talk and, and if you yeah. think if you think that you can't hear what God's got to say the best way to do it is throw out a fleece and let him prove it mm-hmm. he'll do it every time he will. and you if know, you're in disbelief then you throw out that second throw out that say, that's right right that's it Schmedium Mike um Oh, I don't know. I think everything that everybody's been saying is great. Um, I can just tell you something I've been, I don't know if you want to say questioning or 
I have a question on, I guess. So we're all married. Have you ever had your wife come to you and say, I feel this calling on my life. And then you're like, well, that's great for you. I don't, I don't have that. That that's not on it's my been, heart. It's been the opposite for me. So you've had it, and she hasn't. Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, doesn't that just go with where you're at in your journey, so to say? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It doesn't make nobody better or worse than the other. It's just where you're uh, at. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's not to say that like I haven't had things that I feel God's put on my heart that He wants me to do. It's just the particular thing. And, and just, it's been on hers for years. And just because she's there and you're not there doesn't mean you won't get there because obviously right. you will support her in what she's doing. Right. But I, I see what you're saying, the yeah. same token, but I mean... Well, and here, here's the... here's the. I don't know if you want to say the flip side of it, but being married to a godly woman, we just... Sunday, just yesterday, had a conversation about it. and uh, And I said... I want you to know I am a million percent behind you in in your calling, and I will do anything and everything to support you in this. So if this is still where your heart is and you believe God is putting this calling on your heart, then let's do it. Not to interrupt, I'm assuming this is something that would involve both of you. Mm -hmm. It's not something that, like, she's been called and she can do it independently. It's something that requires you and your home as a family. Yes. Yep. That, that makes it different. It does, but... And she's smart enough to, to see that. I, I I was not. Because I, in my mind, uh, you know, besides God, this is the person I love the most. And I will do anything and everything to support her. And, you know, and in, in my mind, who am I to in any way disrupt anybody's calling from God? And I know that this is something that God's calling her to do. And I'll be that... I'll be that support. Well, I'm going to put a flip on this. When you said I do, mm-hmm. and you all joined, yep. you two became one. See what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, honestly, her calling is your calling mm-hmm. because you all are one. You are one unit. You may not feel it, mm-hmm. but... God speaking through her to you to be like, hey, yeah, I think that's your calling, Mike. Or I don't vice, know what it is. Or vice versa. Or vice versa, mm-hmm. you yes. know. Because when we get married and we say I do and we take them as our wives, we become one. Mm-hmm. So whatever their calling becomes or whatever your calling is, you know, support it, help them. Do whatever needs to be done because actually their calling is your calling because we're one we're we are one with them. That that's just my thinking. Gotcha. I have a question. Mm-hmm. I'm raising my hand like a little kid since I asked the questions of this podcast. Right. You know, um, I give you permission. Moderator. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so, no, wait a minute. It ain't gonna be a hard question, is it? No, I just want clarification. No, I'm just messing with you. Go ahead. So. Why don't you see it for you? Like, is it is it a, a fear? Like, I don't think I can, or is it like 
I can see you excelling at that, but me, I'm not so much. Or is it more of a, no, it's not my thing. Or is it putting you out of your comfort zone? Or is it, do I jump into this when this is her calling and not feel like I want to be like taking over, so to say, instead of supporting? I would say some of all of that. Um, and, and I don't, I, I don't feel like I can't say anything. She hasn't like told me to. No, secret. no, that's fine. That's but I why. think that this last month as well, it's something that's really been hitting her hard. She's had the calling on her heart for years to foster. And every, y'all know we have six kids, we have grandkids now, all of the things. Um, so I don't, I don't have a problem with that. I know how broken the system is, and I know how many people need that and need that system and need the the ability to hopefully get out of bad situations to become a you know um, to have yeah. their kids back and stuff. A I chance. know me, mm-hmm. and I, I love big, right? And there is no gray area, right? Yeah. It's it's all in or nothing, right. I, you know, yeah. and and stuff. So my my fear is I guess part of it that I'm going to end up adopting 15 kids. My fear is I won't give a child back when that has to go back to a bad situation. That's my bad. fear is that I won't be able to control myself when I find out a child's been abused. Right. I, I mean, yeah. so there's all kinds of things, you know, but at the same time, I, I just, I, you know, I know my wife's heart and I know that it's not something and no offense. It's not to offend anybody that does it because there's a special place in her heart for people who do it. It's out of her comfort zone totally and completely to be like, let's, we need to do this. It's not a, it's not a whim. It's not a, mm-hmm. you know, my wife does not adopt the cats outside the house and dogs and stuff. I mean, it just right. doesn't happen. So, um, so I think that I, I know it's coming from God. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I just, I, I know me and, and my fears are, are, you know, to are valid. Yeah. Needless to say, they're valid. Yeah. It sounds to me like the feelings of self doubt are stronger than the feelings of this isn't my calling to. Yeah. It, it really be. sounds like to me your feelings of self doubt are overruling, which is why we need to be really cautious about feelings mm-hmm. yeah. and basing our decisions on feelings because he doesn't always speak to us through feelings. And honestly, True. normally he doesn't. Yeah. It, at the very least, he doesn't just speak that way. Really, the one that really pressures you through feelings is the guy who wants to drag you backwards. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's going to play on your feelings. Yeah. He's going to keep you from doing what God wants you to do because you got a strong feeling about doubt mm-hmm. he's the only one who puts doubt in you that's not to say that the most high can't give it, you feelings but true. feelings lie. right yes feelings lie yes because most feelings make you feel pressured god does not pressure you mm-hmm. god draws you he draws you in he doesn't push you mm-hmm. i mean that that's the way i try to invoke everything because if i feel pressured i know it's not coming from god Mm-hmm. Now, if I feel drawn to it, or if I got a strong sense that that's what I'm supposed to do, like yeah, that's God, that's yeah. Him speaking. Yeah, that's not Bob. That's not you know. That's not the old boy behind me saying, "You need to do it. You need to do it." You know. 
because if he's the one pushing you, that's not the right one because something's not going to be right. Yeah. I would throw a fleece out. Yeah. Most definitely. I would. I'd pray seriously about it. I'll pray about it too. Absolutely. No, I, I, no, I'd appreciate it. I mean, and that's... I, I think she could see through and and it said this isn't just something that like oh you can just support me through yeah and um and everything and she says because i can't do it alone and i was i said no it's not that i wouldn't be there wholeheartedly it's just you know um and she, and i said i told her i said i'm I'm going to pray about it. And then I honestly didn't have any intention of saying anything about it tonight, you know, but it was oh, right there. Apparently, Thanks, God, Ronnie, apparently God had another plan. <laughs> Absolutely. So I'm what's, throw, what's I'm on your heart? Well, I'm going to throw this, I'm going to throw this out there. You know, we've been talking about that. We need to pray for each other that we need to get together and just have a prayer session yeah. and pray for our, our stuff that needs to be taken care of within us. Yeah. And you know, guys, I'm talking to the listeners. You need to find somebody that you can absolutely trust and pray with because that's where the community part comes in. We've got to pray for each other. We've got to unite. And that's the only way answers are going to get met. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, don't get me wrong. Personal prayer with God is is beautiful. Oh, yeah. But community community prayer with your brothers and sisters in Christ, that even makes it more better because... That's you got more believers uniting together, right? And sending and sending them big hard prayers up. Oh, yeah. yeah, you know. So Absolutely. I mean, we just we got to, we got to understand that we got to get together and we got to pray for each other. Yeah, and help each other through this stuff. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're not alone. No, we're not alone. And to steal a mark since it's not copyrighted yet, but you can't solo Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. it. Just give him credit on the shirt. Okay. Yeah, that's it. Right, Chris. CP. <laughs> but no, like that's you're absolutely right. Like the intimacy one on one, the audience of one is vital and important. It is, but it's just as important to have that community too. Right, absolutely is. Yeah, there's a reason you know we've been digging into Ephesians four on digging deeper, and it'll be up in a couple of weeks. But the first part of that is very focused on community. Mm-hmm. how you exist in a body and what the body of transformed believers should look like and then it takes a shift and it gets real personal yeah. mm-hmm. it gets real personal all within the same thought mm-hmm. so those things those things can't be dissected away from each other right your personal mm-hmm. growth is attached to your community growth you know maybe that's not the right way to say it your your personal growth is amplified if you're plugged into the body yeah mm-hmm. well and it also it makes you transparent there's nothing hidden. It's all out there. It's all right. out there for everybody to see. And that's what we're supposed to be. We're supposed to be that transparent that we have nothing hidden. For the simple fact is, is if we got nothing hidden, our light will shine through that darkness. Mm-hmm. And it shines for him. Yeah, absolutely. And speaking of shining, I will say this. Sometimes it's easier for others around us to see the transformation in, in the person God's made us on the outside than it is for ourselves. Yes. I can't... Sometimes... All the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no, absolutely. I'm I'm right with you. Yeah. That's why I said it. It's like I'm like I'm horrible. Right, yeah. I'm like that brings like perfect segue to like my thing. 
Can I say something real quick first? Yeah. I just want to say the reason I say that, I don't mean to interrupt, no. or don't fire me. <laughs> so say, I know just, it's hard just to your pay. That's yeah, fine. Yeah. From zero to zero. That's right. All of the concerns that you just expressed that you have about yourself, I have zero concerns about you. I see yeah. the kind of person that you are. I see who God's made you. I see, I didn't know you before, mm-hmm. but I know you now. And I've heard stories. And you can see the transformation leaking on the outside. Mm-hmm. I appreciate I that. I have zero mm-hmm. concerns about everything you've expressed. That's the enemy, man. Don't listen to that. You would be Thank great. You. you would be great at that. Because I know you would walk with the Father while you did it. I know mm-hmm. you'd support your wife while you did it. I know you'd give those kids a place where they felt loved and and, and needed and wanted. Mm-hmm. And self-control in a, in a will come in when environment. Yes, and self-control or, or, or temperance. Or temperance, come yes. In, come yeah. in play because you exhibit that fruit. Absolutely. Don't, don't let those doubts rule your mind because it's unfounded. Mm-hmm. It's totally unfounded. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. You have permission to speak, Ronnie. Oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you. You're <laughs> But to piggyback on the new boss, <laughs> uh, yes, because if those temperaments come into play, you have your guardrails mm-hmm. also. Right yep. to give you a bumper, yeah, back and forth. Mine is more about forgiveness, right? And kind of like what you were saying is like you don't see it in yourself. Like there was situations that happened the past week, week and a half, and things happened, and Mike was like, "I was proud of you for doing that and this and that." And, like, I didn't see it. Like, to me, it's like the sin scale, right? There's a forgiveness scale, too, mm-hmm. right? The smile about it, but, like, and we joke about it, but, like, it's there. Oh, yeah. Like, somebody cuts me off in traffic, I'm mad for a second, and then I forgive them because maybe they got to get somewhere faster, right? It depends on where that hurt is and how deep that cut is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is where that forgiveness is, mm-hmm. right? It's like the thing that Mike was congratulating me on, per se. I don't. Um, maybe that's not the right word, but no, I didn't see it as a big deal, right? It was just words that were thrown out. There was no skin in the game type of thing, right? So you overlook it, and it's like no, it's no big deal. Like it's just people helping people, mm-hmm. right? But then, the more I thought about it, on the B side of the record, I'm like, well, but if it was this person or this situation, not so sure, you know? And I've really struggled tug of war with that and not found myself deserving. <laughs> you know? I like, like, it's like, yeah... You, you can go out and do all the things, say all the things, whatever, but, like, you're still not there yet. Yep. And it's like, it It irks me. Yeah. yeah. The sad thing is we're, we are our own worst enemies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because we allow we allow that self-doubt to just, just, I mean, pour in. When we do something good and we think and we're sitting there... Then we start overthinking things. Well, I could have done this situation a little bit different, and it would have probably been better. Mm-hmm. Or I could have done it this way, or, and it would really been good. 
but you've done it this way because that's the way God wants you to do it. Mm-hmm. But that's where Satan comes in. He's like, okay, you could have done that way better than what you did. Right. So now, now he's got that self doubt in your mind, mm-hmm. and then, and then, that's where that's where everything starts going south. Well, it wasn't. Yes, and it kind of wasn't doubt really, but like all of you all are friends on my Bible app, so it was like one of those. My devotions was about the Sermon on the Mount, right? Mm-hmm. When he said, "Love your enemy like yourself." Yeah, and I'm like. Ah! that one maybe you know like I can love my neighbor I don't even know right (laughs) but and and some enemies okay maybe you can get a pass but not just that one though right right and then I heard then I re-watched a couple of old sermons from different people and it was like how bad do you have to hate someone to not talk about Jesus with them and then I'm like Okay. That, when I first heard that sermon, it really punched me in the throat. But now, like, it's a haymaker to my gut. Because, like, I'm totally feeling that now. Mm -hmm. And all I can say is our friend Ronnie is an overthinker. (laughs) (laughs) So is Ron, so don't worry about it. Well, because you talk about that accountability. And the, the accountability, the more you're walking with the Father, is even greater. Yeah. You know, because th- like when we talked, what we talked about was sometimes you have that hurt and it's on layers. Yeah. So it's so like with Shrek and onions. Yeah. Here's yeah. me. You hurt me. Here's my layer. And then you hurt my family. It's like here. And then it, it gets deeper and deeper the closer you get to my heart, mm-hmm. you know, and, and stuff like that. So it's like I can forgive anybody for anything they did to me because so what? But then you get yeah. closer, you get to my family, you get to my kids, you get to my wife, you, and then we got some issues, and you, forgiveness, ah, that ain't coming so quick, mm-hmm. you know, if ever, because unfortunately sometimes it could still be bullheaded. Right. Which, so then it ties back to what you were talking about, because it's like, if you're still doing this, then like the calling that's been placed on your heart that you want to do, or that you're going to do, or accepted to do, Whatever that looks like, right? Are is that really? Can you? You know, yeah. can you actually do the things that you're going to set out to do with that lack uh, thereof? Mm-hmm. And like Bob said, he's probably right. I'm editing that out, by the way. But <laughs> never edit that out. I'm always right, Ronnie. <laughs> now you got two of them. Then <laughs> let me ask Rose. Yeah. But you know, like I, I know part of it. That was a throat punch. <laughs> wow, Ronnie. Yep, we're friends. See how that works? <laughs> it's a two-way street. You just said it. Check, ta- check tape. It, you just said it's a two-way street. Yeah, he didn't have to pull I did. That punch. I did. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll give you that. But one. you see, my thing that, like, I didn't see it as doubt. I'm, I saw it as more of like a self-aware. Bumper, right? Like, mm-hmm. like a life jacket, maybe. I I don't know if that's the right analogy, but like you need to fix this before you can do this, or, or at least put it in check, right? Like you don't have to be perfect to do whatever that thing is, but at least put it in check, 
or be right with it instead of it bothering you the whole you time. You can't do the thing if the thing is what's bothering you in the first place. Yeah, or that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't do the thing you want to do for others if you can't even do it for yourself. Right. Or you can't or you can't speak out one side of your mouth while you're not the other. If you're telling people about forgiveness, but not doing it. But not doing it as well. And that's like the catch 22, the trap, right? Like I could be like, yeah, sure, I can help you about forgiveness, but when we get to tier three, I need to phone a friend and pass you over to Mike, you know, or whatever. Right. Like, Well, no, I mean, and you've done that with other things in your life, which kind of makes it ironic, and I kind of really ironic, you know, because it's like, you know, you even have even said here, you, you can't go and preach to somebody in a bar if you're sitting next to them drinking. Yeah. Right. You know, you can't tell them to stop drinking if you're drinking with them. You can't tell somebody don't cheat on your wife if you're cheating on your wife. Right. You can't all of these things that just go hand in hand with it. And again, because we're our own worst enemy, we can't see the transformation in ourselves sometimes on those kind of things. Right. Right. Well, that's what he, he does I'm sorry. No, no, I was just raising my hand on that one. Mm-hmm. No, right <laughs> <on>. <laughs> no, that's me. Well, we overlooked that part when you know when Jesus talks about the the planks and the the splinters in your eye. Right? Mm-hmm. He doesn't say never reach into your neighbor's eye to pull the speck out. He says pull the plank out of your eye first. Mm-hmm. That's what you're talking about, Mike. Is exactly what he's driving at there in that reference. He's not saying never correct your neighbor. He's not saying never right. tell your neighbor that they're in sin and they need to repent. He's saying don't engage in the same sin they are or worse and then lecture them about their sin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Deal with your own sin first. Cooperate with the Spirit while He transforms you and then when you've dealt with that in your life and let the Spirit deal with that in your heart, then you can help your neighbor overcome the pitfall you fell into. Right. That's what He's saying. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not It's not a, 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 and, and it's not a rebuke of judgment in the sense of pointing out sins that's going to lead to the pit. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not what it is, right? And that's how it's mis- mishandled sometimes. It's talking about not not pointing out flaws in our neighbor from a position of hypocrisy. That's what mm-hmm. he's talking about there. Yes. You know, and what you're describing, Ronnie, is something that you're allowing him to work on you with. You're cooperating with him. Uh-huh. But the enemy, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, you are. No, yeah. But the, but the enemy is, is pointing out how, how long the process is taking to make you feel like a failure. Mm-hmm. To get you to just sit down Indian style and never move forward. Never help anybody else. Never make progress with yourself because you're, you, the enemy wants you to feel like a perpetual failure. Because then he can't have your salvation, but he can certainly have your productivity. If you let him get away with that. Yeah. So it was like we talked about. You have to give yourself the little victories. Because the little victories, they're going to add up to the bigger victories. and You know what I mean? Still, you have to absolutely be humble in it and know it's it's coming from God. The only reason that you're having these little victories, but you have to let yourself have them because of the fact of eventually, if you don't, you're going to be like, what am I doing? I'm not seeing anything. I'm not ever seeing anything either that, that I'm doing right, that I'm doing better, that I'm doing good. Any of those things, the devil is just going to keep hitting you on them if you don't give yourself those little victories. Until you throw in the white flag. Oh, yeah. And then he wins. And then you're like, why, do I, why am I even doing anything? Mm-hmm. Then you've lost it all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And it's so easy, though. I mean, because our self, self-doubt. Yeah. I mean, it, and I think it's I think it's crazy huge, and, and I've said it before, it breaks my heart, that this is how usually we are as men. You know? It, it, it does. But, but nobody wants to talk about it for right. whatever reason. You know, so... Yeah. Because traditionally we're told not to. Yeah. we got to break that chain. Mm-hmm. We talk about all the other chains that we break in our lives and over the generations and stuff like that. That's got to be another one. Mm-hmm. Ronzo, I, I went because your new podcast boss had such a great segue. I had the piggy tail back on it. But. You have my permission to speak to you. I came here... Tonight, and this is may go off topic of where we're at, but I was when you said it was open table. Mm-hmm. I was really coming to see if uh, you know the holidays. You know, there's obviously people out there with loss, mm-hmm. and you all know our loss mm-hmm. in the last year. And I was really coming because it was open topic, seeing if I can get you all to. Uh, help me and possibly others listening and I know there's a few uh, about maybe some some spiritual like band-aids so to say some help yeah and instead of dreading the holidays coming up to yeah try to find the good yeah with the bad yeah I'm not going to in any way, shape, or form lie and tell you that this is biblical. I'm just going to tell you from my dad. There's there's two other boys that need you. And I'm not, I'll, I'll never say that you guys are not there for them or anything else. Because I know that you are. It just seems like everywhere I go, whatever I do... It always goes back, and uh, I just, my wife, I don't know what to do, so it's been uh, pretty heavy, Mm -hmm. and I want to just give up, because I don't know what to do, so that's uh, what I was when it was open topic, I was like, well, maybe something will be said that could help help me understand what I'm supposed to do, where I'm supposed to be. And uh, besides myself, like I said, I'm, with all the stuff that's going around in the world, I know there's other people out there that could probably also use that. But I just... I don't know where I'm at. Well, then I say we just pray for, pray for you and the people who, who who's had that loss. I say I say we do that now, because that sounds pretty urgent. I mm-hmm. mean, because you're hurting, and and I, and I know there's nothing I can say to make it any better. Right, and I and I feel bad about. It seems like I bring it up all the time, and I I don't mean to. But you got to you right. got to vent it out. Right. I mean, and that's that's what we're here for. That's why we are who we are, bro. Nobody here 
tells you in any way, shape, or form that is untrue that we're here for you. I don't care what time of day, how many times a day, any of us will be here for anything that you need. You know, it's just like the call we got mm-hmm. yesterday. Mm-hmm. I felt the need to reach out and talk to him and everything. But then when I got done, I was like, who, who am I to try to console this guy when I'm in the same spot he's in? You're somebody You're, who understands. Exactly. Right. That's who you are. That's exactly who you are. You're somebody who understands that can, you can help prop each other up. That's what community's about. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like, like you and I were talking about, I, I felt like I was comparing apples to oranges when I was talking to him. You were comparing apples to apples. Mm-hmm. And I really hope that, you know, he reached, and I, when I told him to call me or whatever, I was genuine with that. Not knowing what I could say or do, but if he calls me, but I just, and I know people have said I'm here and all this and that for you as well, but it's like, it's different. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's, it's, you know, I'm not trying to be mean about it or nothing, I hope, but it's just different when it's actually happened to you yes. compared to not. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like I've said many a times, like I can talk to somebody who's had a drinking problem more than somebody who hasn't taken a single drop. Exactly. Right? Like I said, mm-hmm. I just, I feel lost. Well, then I say, I'm going to start this prayer off. If you guys feel led to pray about it, please do so because this is something that is very serious, very needed right now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So I say, let's, let's bow our heads and we're going to pray a little bit here. And this is, this is how we're going to end. And this is how we're going to end. Yeah. All right. Most gracious Heavenly Father, Father, I just, uh, I just come to you tonight, Father. I just, Father, I just pray for, I pray for the people who are hurting right now, Father. Mm-hmm. I pray for the ones who has had a loss. Yes, Father, I just pray that you lay your hands on them, Father, and give them the comfort. Let them understand, Father, that, uh, Father, that that loss was hard but yet you're there for them. Father, I just, uh, I have never experienced that. But Father, I know it's got to be hard. Father, I know that uh, that they're hurting. Father, I know that the pain is there. Father, I just ask that you take that pain away. Father, just, just allow them to remember their lost one for all the good, for everything that's, that was good in their life. I just pray, Father, that uh, you just... I pray the blood of Jesus around them right now, Father. I just pray that... uh, I just pray that they have comfort and peace during these holidays, Father. Like I said, I don't understand because I haven't had that happen, but, Father, I truly see what Ron's going through, and I ask, Father, that you just give him the peace and the comfort. And, Father, I I just pray that you that you give him the heart to be able to help people through this because he knows what the loss is like. Yes. And, Father, I just pray that people can reach out to him. And, Father, you just give him the knowledge and the understanding and the heart to help them, Father. And, Father, I thank you. I praise you, Father. And we love you. Thank you. Lord our God, we just lift up all of the people that are, that are broken 
all of the people that are broken by loss and they're coming upon this season and Lord you know you know them better than anyone mm. and you know our friends our family that's right here with us with Ron and his wife and their family this is going to be one of the hardest times of their life all over again because they're going through firsts mm. first holidays without and all the memories flooding back from the years past, Lord. Lord, we just ask that you can wrap your arms around their family, that you can hold them close to you to know that you are their father and that you will not leave them. We pray, Lord, that they know that they have family here too and we are here for them and that we will love on them the best that we can and we will be there for them and we will do anything and everything to help them Lord in your name because we love them because they are our family God Lord we love you we praise you and we honor you in all that we do Precious Heavenly Father my prayer is simple and this would apply to anybody in a similar situation, but I pray specifically for Ron. I pray that you would just manifest your presence for him. Mm-hmm. Right now, I think what he needs more than anything, I know what he needs more than anything, but we all need more than anything is your presence. Yes. We spend so much time in your protection, in your provision, in your promise, and we neglect your presence, and we don't do it on purpose all the time, I don't think, but we do. We We let our distractions carry us away. We let our grief pull our eyes from you. And I just pray that you would please draw our eyes back to you. Help us to see through our grief, to see through our pain, to see through the tragedy of our circumstances and see you, Mm -hmm. the one who holds it all in his hands, that's sovereign and in control, that knows what's best even when we can't see it. When all we see is pain and you see a higher purpose. I just pray that you would allow Ron to have a glimpse into that. Just touch him with your presence. Be his healer. Yes. Be his helper. Be his father. Be his everything. And just guide him by the right hand and help him to know that he can rest in you, that he can just pause. And with you at his side, he can face his grief and walk through it and be carried through it by you and have peace on the other side of it with your love guiding him every step of the way. Lord, just like the prayers before me, I bring, I ask for comfort, but also to bring to their attention all the people that are in the same circumstance that they are not alone they're never alone and we can reach out and help and be that community and point them back to you and you alone and you know me it's always simple It's always to the point.
thank you for the things that you have done and that you will continue to keep doing in our stubbornness. It's in your son's name we pray. Amen. Amen. And until next time. Welcome to Ministry. Catch you on the flip side.